I'ma give it about a minute till I'm yeah. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Freestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Ting, and today I've got an incredible individual and friend here with me today. His name is Billy Anderson, and he is an entrepreneur and a visionary. He is the co-founder of GoFresh, co-founder of the Level Up Society, founder of the Level Up Group. He is a speaker, a leader, and an absolute monster at systems, whether it's developing them or upgrading them. Welcome to the show, brother. What's up, Derek? How's it going, man? Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for being here. So today we're going to do a deep dive on systems and how to use systems to level up in our lives. But before that, we didn't know how the Billy Today came to be because it wasn't always business. It wasn't always traveling and speaking. So take me back to where you came from and how you found yourself on this journey of entrepreneurship. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I was born and raised in uh, Northern California up in the Bay Area. I grew up in a, a suburb of the, of the San Francisco area in a small town called Danville. And uh, I think a lot of, lot of who I am today stems from where I was, where I was raised. Um, it's a very affluent area. Like, I mean, you know, everybody's doing very well there. Um, but my parents moved there when it was a cow town. Like literally, I mean, there was like one house on a whole street, like there was cows everywhere. And, and my, I remember my, my grandparents told my dad, I shouldn't say I remember, but I always heard my dad say like his whole family was like, what are you doing moving to Danville? Like you're crazy. And my dad, you know, moved to Danville, um, built the house. He was a contractor, built it paycheck by paycheck. Um, you know, my, my philosophy brick by brick, you know, very similar. And, um, and so I like to say we were like the Beverly Hillbillies of Danville. Like, you know, I, I grew up, my mom drove a 1978 uh, Volkswagen Bug for the longest time. My dad drove a, a rusty F-350 Ford pickup that literally had like 12 colors of rust. Like, we were not your stereotypical Danville people. And, but I was, I, I, I got taught early on how to work because that was the only option. We didn't really, like, I, I couldn't afford to play basketball and, 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 and not saying my parents were, were broke or anything, but you know, they, they were hardworking individuals. And, um, you know, early on, my dad said, Hey, if you want something, you got to earn it. And that's the greatest trait that my dad taught me. And so I got to learn how to work, but I got to see all the nicer things in life. And I was like, damn, I want that. So my drive started early on and I actually started working at, at nine years old. I started working at a donut shop, shout out to Christie's donuts. Um, and I used to ride my bike there and, and, and work and, uh, you started working there, and then I ended up working for the city of San Ramon for about six years. I started out as a uh, uh, swim instructor and, and uh, lifeguard, and then worked my way up into being a, uh, uh, a coordinator for all their facilities. So I rented out to large companies like Chevron, PG&E, um, a lot of those, those larger companies, and dealt with a lot of political officials. And it, it was a great opportunity to, to move up, and I, I got the job, a full-time job at 20 years old. And... I thought, man, I'm, I'm killing it. You know, I think I was making about 80,000 a year, which was incredible um, at the time. And, you know, one of the biggest lessons I learned was the economy hit. And in that moment, I remember being in the, the, the team training or the, 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 the whole staff meeting, right? And there was hundreds of people there from, uh, you know, drainage and sewer people to recreational people that did kids camps, everybody. And they told us we're doing um, furloughs, we're doing salary freezes. Um, and we're doing, we're, we're not hiring anybody. And I was like, what does this mean? And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, you, you don't have to work on Fridays. I was like, awesome. And then all of a sudden I saw my paycheck get less. And this was when the economy was crashing in, in 2008. And I learned so much of like, damn, like I can't depend on anybody else. And that's really where my entrepreneurial journey started. I ended up getting introduced to a network marketing company at the time it was called prepaid legal. Now it's called legal shield. And, uh, and that's where I started to learn personal development. I started to learn entrepreneurship. 
how to develop something for yourself that you could rely on. And more importantly, I started to learn the importance of developing your own skills because nobody can take that. No bad economy can take away skills. And so that's really where it all started. Um, I don't know how, how much more you want me to go on, but uh, do you want me to keep going? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know somewhere back in your story, there was a history of in and out and uh, I think I think that struggle really struck me as like a turning point of like your development as an entrepreneur. And I think it would be really valuable if you could share just a little bit of that story too. Absolutely. Well, so how I got to in and out I think is, is probably the more powerful story, um, but I'll, I'll get into that as well. So, you know, I, I got the idea to launch a custom computer company. Um, I, I'm, I'm not a tech person. I, I didn't know how to do this, but um, a friend of mine was like, dude, we can, uh, we can set up people's offices and like they'll pay us for all the equipment and we can get it wholesale and then we go set up their whole, so their, their whole infrastructure for their company and we can make a lot of money. And so we were sitting around one night and it was, you know, a couple of kids from the, the East Bay of California. And we're like, what are we going to call this thing? What are we going to call it? Hmm. Like, let's call it East Bay hookups. And so we thought we're going to hook you up with the best deal. We're, you know, we're from the East Bay and we're going to hook you up with this deal. And uh, started doing some business. We did about 75, 80K uh, within a few months in revenue, which was, which was awesome. I thought we were, we were going to be millionaires quickly. And then um, I got a cease and, desist, cease and desist letter from Foot Locker threw it in the trash because I was like, they can't take my name. Like, what are you talking about? I own the domain. And, uh, you know, a little bit later, I ended up getting a court summons and having to go to court uh, over the situation. Ultimately, was sued by Foot Locker and, and I lost the whole business. Uh, they pretty much just wanted us to go out of business because they said we were using their, their trademark um, because they owned eastbay.com, which hooks you up with the best deal, uh, that we were using that for profitability reasons. Like, East, you know, eastbay.com is a sports apparel company like how, how are we using that name to to build a computer business so you know i was in this period where i thought i, I could never lose I, I felt like i was you know unstoppable i had all this you know what i thought was success early on and i lost it all man and it was it was crazy because i lost my way and so that's how i ended up in in the central valley living in modesto um and i i got into a dark place and um you know, I, I was just struggling to figure out what was next. I thought, you know, this whole entrepreneur, it wasn't even entrepreneur at the time. This businessman thing isn't for me, but the word entrepreneurship wasn't, wasn't so cool as it is nowadays. And so I thought I'm not going to be a business owner. Like screw that. Like I had a college degree and I literally felt so low on myself that I didn't even have the ability to get a job. Like I, that's how I thought, like, nobody's going to hire me. I'm a failure. And like, you know, I, I learned a lot about like how you label yourself and, and, and how your perspective determines everything. And so um, the girl who I was dating at the time was like, look, like you got to do something. Like you can't just sit on the couch and, you know, burn your savings away. And, and at that point I pretty much burned any money that I did have. Um, and so I found myself needing something and I had some friends that worked at in and out and they're like, yo dude, like it's not the craziest money, but like, at least it's something to get you going. Like, why don't you go get a job at in and out So I ended up getting a job at, at in and out um, here in Modesto and, and shout out to the store 90 and everybody over there. They were, they were incredible. And Genuinely, I thought that I was going to become a store manager. I thought that was going to be the life that I was going to live. And after a year, I was like, dude, this is, this is not the game, right? And there was one night where I was out on the patio sweeping. It was a Friday night, and there was this homeless guy out there uh, just talking to me. And, and he was that nice guy, right? But he was complaining about everything, uh, you know, poor, basically poor me kind of mentality. And then he went to go leave, and he threw his trash, and it just ended up on the ground. And I'll, like something in that moment just like clicked. I was like, damn, like 
like this guy just complained about everything about Modesto, how horrible Modesto was, and then contributed to the mess that's here by just throwing his trash on the ground. And it just kind of like stuck with me. I kept sweeping, obviously swept up his trash, went back inside and I was, uh, it was busy Friday night. You know, if anybody's ever been in and out, you know, Friday nights are crazy. And I'm pouring a strawberry milkshake. Like I vividly remember this. And there was a girl behind me and she goes, man, I can't wait to get my college degree. I'm gonna make so much money. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, oh fuck, like, I have a college degree and I'm working at In-N-Out Burger, like, and no offense to anybody that works at In-N-Out or has ever worked fast foods. I mean, it is a credible opportunity, especially in the food industry to be able to make a multiple six figure as a store manager. I have some friends that, that are store managers and have done great at building their career. But for me, that wasn't, that wasn't it. And that night I ended up, you know, going home and I, I think I closed that night. So I was, I was there till like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. I remember driving home going like, I, I need to do something. And you know, I went home and I, I, like I mentioned earlier, I had been doing personal development. So I, I was familiar with reading the books. I had, all, I had a ton of books. And that night I went home and I pulled out my, my, one of my favorite books. And I, I think it's my favorite book because of this situation, but it's called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And, and, it, and it's a simplistic book. It's about doing those simple things every day. The, the brick by brick mentality is, really came from that, that book, The Slight Edge. And there's, a, there's three stories that they share in the beginning of that book. And one of them is about the bagger boy. That's, that's what he calls it, right? I, I was a bagger in, in college, so I can't, I can't necessarily talk too much crap on baggers, right? But he said, you know, the bagger boy gets paid in the proportion of the, of the problems he solves. Do I put the bread on top of the cans or the cans on top of the bread? The bigger the problem, the bigger the paycheck. And like that clicked. And I was like, I need to get the hell out of in and out I got to go solve bigger problems. And so that, that, that was a Friday night that, that it all clicked. Saturday, I started reading. And I said, I'm going to figure this out. By Monday morning, I'd already formulated a plan to, to launch a food truck. Um, that Thursday, I ended up quitting. Uh, that Thursday, I also got this, this arm tattoo so I could never go back. I, I never want to burn bridges, but I wanted it to not be a bridge I could go back over. Like I, I love the relationships I developed there, but I didn't want to be able to go back to the job because in and out doesn't allow you to have tattoos. If you, if you lift up your arms and they can see your tattoos, you, you, you can't work there. And so I said, this is me like planting my flag, you know, in the ground and saying, I'm never going back to that. And, you know, that, that Thursday I quit Friday. I filed my incorporation paperwork, funny enough for actually venture food services, which have, I never became go fresh, put a deposit out on a food truck. I thought that was going to be my journey. And then um, Sunday morning, I, wo I was woken up by a phone call from a good friend of mine, uh, Andrew, who was running a solar company called soul fusion. And he said, Billy, I, ne I need you to come on board. And I want you to run the Northern California branch. And I was like, okay, I mean, like, when? He's like, tomorrow morning, I need you to be in um, Calabas or Woodland Hills in the Calabasas area. And I was like, uh, like, uh, how, like what? Like, and I, and I just said, man, like, this is the thing I have. I just felt like it was my calling. Like, you know, I, I am spiritual. And I, I felt like God was telling me like, this is like, you just took the leap of faith by quitting your job with no real income to, to what, open a food truck? Like, this is an incredible opportunity to build some actual cash flow while selling solar, and then you can come back to the food truck. Well, after a short while, I ended up, uh, I ended up canceling the food truck, and, you know, I, I lost the deposit. But, but ultimately, like, canceled the food truck, went all in on solar, and, you know, that was really the beginning of the end of the, the entrepreneurial journey. Many of those people that were in that company, uh, Soul Fusion, were from prepaid legal, so they were all entrepreneurial people. But we'd all kind of lost our way after it after um, leaving prepaid legal and like we, we just were revived by being in this this community of high level people that wanted something more and that's that's really like the beginning of the end for me and that's where I, I feel like this whole chapter of entrepreneurship really kicked in like true entrepreneurship not just like 
trying to do a cool little things, but really understanding the value of being an entrepreneur and, and building something for yourself. Oh, absolutely. Dude, I love that story so much. I think like that network that you found after you quit and cut all ties with in and out I think that network is like what propelled you into your next stages of life and your next stages of business too. And I was actually going to ask you how that brick by brick mentality and that brick by brick aspect of everything came from, and you just explained it, that it was from uh, the Slight Edge book that you, that you read all the way back then. Um, could you talk a, a little bit more about what brick by brick means and how you took that into building Go Fresh? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the, the mindset of brick by brick was like, I mean, you know, like I said, my dad was a contractor. I grew up around construction. I had to, had to do, I, I literally built, if you ever go to my mom's house, the amount of bricks that are in the backyard, but I, I built some bricks, real brick walls, you know, and, um, you know, in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, I was like trying to hit these grand slams. Like, oh, I'm going to make a billion dollars. And I think a lot of us think we're going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk. And that's like, hey, man, there, there are unicorns out there. But the reality is, is most of us, you know, we're, we're not a genius, right? And I'm not, not saying that they're these pure geniuses, but there are people that are just the Michael Jordans of the world, the LeBron James of the world that are just naturally, like that's what they were born for. And a lot of us, we've got to go out and work. Like we've got to figure out building those, those simple daily habits. And that's what I really learned was like, there's no shortcut to success. It's about the daily actions over a period of time. And like, you know, the thing about it is like when my dad would build a home, I mean, for months, I mean, the, the land would sit empty. Why? Because he was formulating a plan. He had to get the engineered plans, right? Because you don't know what to build. Like, you can't be like, there's a room there. There's a room. Like, how? You know that through the plans. And, and then from there, you have to build the foundation. You know, you, you have to build the framework for the foundation. Then you pull the foundation. You, know, you do all these steps. And so as I started to, to go on my entrepreneurial journey, it was just the daily habits that ultimately led to the successes that I have nowadays. And that philosophy of just daily actions, brick by brick, I'm going to build my damn empire. And that's really what it was, was like, no empire is built in a day, as, as we know, you know, Rome wasn't built overnight. And the philosophy of the, the laying a brick every single day, like, I, I'm going to try to lay a brick every single freaking day. Like, is it going to be the best brick? Maybe not, but I'm going to take the actions every single day of laying a brick. Some days I might get two or three bricks, but every day I'm going to take the action of doing the one thing I need to do to make sure to, today I'm a better version than, than I was yesterday. And so that's really where the, the philosophy came from. And it didn't come back then, right? Like it really, to be honest, like I titled it more recently over the past year because I, I kind of took a, a step back um, and, and you know, we'll get into it in a little bit, but you know, when I exited GoFresh, like I started to get into that process of like looking at the journey of like what we built with GoFresh as we were preparing to sell the company. And I was like, damn, like this is like me literally taking like laying bricks every single freaking day and when people told me I was crazy, when our first health inspector walked in and told me we would fail because our town doesn't do health, right? And, you know, seven and a half years later, we, you know, we successfully sold the company and like sitting back and looking at that, it was, you know, I was in the, I was digging the, the foundation when she told me I'd fail because nobody else could see what I was going to build. But I had that foresight because I built the plan. I knew what the vision was going to be for it. And so that's really where it started to start to come up that this brick by brick mentality was really me just taking a second and looking back and going, damn, like all these daily actions over the course of seven and a half, eight years led me to building this empire that then I was able to sell. And so it was an incredible, you know, moment to look back. And like, I started crying. because I was like, fuck, like this is literally daily actions that led to this. Like there is no overnight success. It is those daily actions. And more often than not, you're digging the foundation. You know what I mean? Like one of the toughest periods is the planning and building the foundation of any home or any structure. 
And the next thing you know, the building's up. And like the building, that once the building's up, like you can see what it is. Like that's easy, right? That's like once the concept's been proven and people can start seeing your success. But the toughest part is when you're when you're formulating the plan, when you're digging that freaking hole in the ground to build your foundation. That's where nobody believes you. That's when the haters come out. That's when all the negativity around you is, is, is telling you you're wrong. But you have to have that foresight, that vision to be able to know where I'm going. I, I know what this building's going to look like. And that's really where the philosophy ultimately came from. I think that's huge. That's so huge. I, you made a, such a great point about like the Elons and the Michael Jordans and everything, because I think so many of us have the, these like, not the shiny object syndrome, but we have, you know, if we always look at the shiny objects, we look at the entrepreneurs that uh, flex their Lamborghinis, that flex their nice houses. And we think, you know, all we need to do is just become an entrepreneur, start a business, and that'll be us in like six months, because that's what all of social media has been telling us. And so that's why I respect the brick by brick mentality so much is that you took so, seven years to build an empire for yourself to then be able to sell it and, and, you know, have all the business success that you had with it. And so people need to realize that it takes a long time. And that foundation part of it is the most frustrating part. I, you know, I'm only just starting to see, like start starting to get things from the business side of things, but uh, even looking back at it now, it's just like the foundation takes so long and it's the part where nobody's watching that's the important part. Nobody's watching you when you're laying the foundation, when you're starting the plan, when you're laying the bricks, everybody looks at it when it's done. But like before that, no one really believes in you. 100%. And you know what, Derek? I'm right back in the, in the, the, the trench digging it again because building a level up group, like that's where I'm at right now, man. I'm, I've got my shovel, my gloves. I'm freaking digging away, man. Like just this, and, and this is the thing that I think sometimes we see success from seasoned entrepreneurs and we're like, man, how, are they, how do they continue to have success? Well, the first time I was out there with like a, a spoon trying to dig my, my trench, right? Now I'm out there, I got a backhoe, I'm doing a little bit different because I, I know a lot more and that's where pattern recognition starts to happen. You know, once you've done it once, it is, does become more, I don't want to call it easy because it's definitely not easy, right? But it becomes more um, recognizable in the actions that you need to take. But ultimately it's still daily actions. Every day I'm doing what I need to do to get this business to become the empire that I believe it'll become. But, you know, there are a lot of people that were like, you're so stupid. Why did you leave GoFresh? Why did you sell it? Like, dude, I'm on the next thing, man. Like, this is this is my new empire. And it's going to be bigger. And it's going to be better. And it's, you know, right now there, there are some people that maybe disagree with my decision. But I, I promise you that in two, three years, they're going to be like, damn, you were so right. Like, yeah, I, I could see that from the day that I did it, you know. And so I, I think that's, you know, there's never a moment that you stop being in the ditches. It's just, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, it, it looks a little different, right? And sometimes it, it is with a Ferrari that, you, that you're in that ditch, but. <laughs> it's just a different ditch. It's like. Exactly, exactly. It's still a ditch, but your Ferrari is parked on the side, but it's still a ditch. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. You still, gotta, you still gotta build it from the ground up. But 100%. What, what, it, what was that transition like? And actually, how did you recognize uh, your exit and go fresh? Because I know you talked a little bit about it uh, with with me prior to this, yeah. uh, this call and talked about how you kind of came to this decision to uh, ultimately step down as CEO and then also leave. So can you take me through that thought process? How are you able to recognize that? And like, how can people recognize areas or things in their life where they, it's not serving them anymore? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think um, this is a challenging part because I mean, we, you know, you obviously were at level up 2021 and I talked about my pomade and glasses and all the other companies like, you know, I, I threw money at in the process of building GoFresh because I did have the shiny, shiny object syndrome. I think it's, 
you start to have a little success in something, you're like, oh, I can duplicate this and I can have more success. And there was a period about two years in that I said, I can't keep doing this. Maybe it's two and a half, probably giving myself a little, uh, little too much credit, but about two and a half, three years in that I was like, okay, I can't keep spreading myself wide. Like I need to go deep in this. And there were problems that were preventing me from breaking through to that next level. And I said, all right, we got to figure out those problems. Once again, you know, the bigger the paycheck or the bigger the problem, the bigger the paycheck. So that's when I got really focused on building GoFresh to a, a bigger scale. We actually rebranded at that period and actually became GoFresh. Previously, it was called Prep for Success. And so we were building GoFresh for quite some time. You know, I was a bodybuilder when I started the company and I was so into that focus. And ultimately, you know, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be very transparent. It wasn't necessarily that the company wasn't, wasn't a great opportunity. I, what I realized, and it's a powerful question to ask yourself, and I think if more people ask themselves this particular question when looking at an opportunity or in, in a situation where they feel stuck is, if I continue doing what I'm doing today, in five years, will I be where I want to be? And like, I had a very serious conversation with myself where I was like, nah, like, I'm not going to be where I want to be, you know? And I was trying to be in like the Formula One race on a freaking bicycle. You know, and there's nothing wrong, um, you know, our, our friend Paul Tran shared with me, it's like, there's nothing wrong with, um, I'm, I'm terribly paraphrasing this, there's nothing wrong with being in the wrong vehicle, but you have to acknowledge that, hey, I'm not in the fastest vehicle and getting out and getting into a faster vehicle, right? Because we're on the race of life. Like, it ain't, it ain't about like the guy that sticks with the same thing forever. Like, there are a lot of vehicles that you need to stick it out, right? You, you, you don't quit because you're just having a tough day, right? Like, we were very successful, but it was just like to get to that next level of success. You know, there was a, there was a lot of issues. I'll, I'll just say it like the, it wasn't issues with the product, but a product expires after five days. Like that's a very short product, you know, product. Like imagine your t-shirts, like if they just like expired after a couple months, you're like what, what the hell happened to my inventory, you know? And so I, I kept talking to very seasoned entrepreneurs, people that had, you know, 50 to $100 million exits. And they're like, dude, the product that you're selling has a short shelf life, like to scale that company, it's very challenging, let alone it's very labor intensive. And when you look at the landscape of our, our current societies, employees don't want to stick around. And, you know, this, you know, I'm kind of tangenting off to, to where it ultimately led to, but I already kind of knew I was in this place. And then I went to this, this conference last year, uh, the Driven Bootcamp, you know, shout out to Albert Preciado. And um, I was there and I was just, I was in the, you know, I was, I was in the environment, right? And I think when we look at events and I say, well, I've been to that. Yeah, you've been to an event before, but you, you may be a completely different version of yourself and you might be in the right environment where something will just change. And one of the speakers that was, was training was Carlos Munez and he just said something where I was like, damn, I need to step down. I need to step down as a CEO. And then, you know, Willie Escobar and I went to Cabo that week and I, I consulted him and just like, hey man, like I just feel like I'm in a place where I need to, I need to take this jump into to building this digital marketing agency. And, um, and going all in on it. And he's like, dude, you should, you should do it, man. Like, I believe in you. I think this is, this is the place you need to be. And, you know, I obviously talked with my wife and weighed the options. And um, fortunately enough, I had a great business partner at, at GoFresh at the time that was, that was in a position to step up as CEO. And, um, you know, I made that decision. It was very challenging. And granted, I was, I was doing both of them. And, and this is why I want to, I'm going on a long belt way of answering this. You know, I ultimately, you know, I passed the, passed the torch over to him. He started running things. I was still there as, as a, a manager in essence, not like a, a shift manager, but like a, um, a supervisor as, as, a, as an owner. And I was, I was training him and working with him and developing him. And over this past year, when I was looking at the business, I just said, man, like, I can't go all in on Level Up Group. 
like, I can't do both of these, man. I'm like, I, like as much as I wasn't the CEO, I was still heavily involved in the company day to day. And um, I, on the weekends, which were our busiest days, I was still heavily involved in, to what was going on. And it was more the mental space. And I just realized it was probably uh, September. Um, I realized that it was time. Like it was time to make that exit. And it was time to, to, to move on from the company and, and find a buyer for the company and, and, and be able to, to take my career in that next, in that next you know, wave. And I think I was playing it safe. If I'm being perfectly transparent, as much as I wasn't the CEO, I was still kind of the CEO, right? And I, I was so afraid to take that leap of faith because I had spent so long in this thing that I had built. And I'm going to be very transparent. This is something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. And, um, you know, big shout out to Derek Struggle, who, who, who helped me with this. Same with Paul Tran. I mean, you know, having great friends that are entrepreneurs that have been through tough times, man, like being willing to, to, to open up and be honest with the people that are, you know, that are around you is super critical when you're an entrepreneur, because I think we want to have this facade that I'm, I'm killing it in every aspect. Like, and it wasn't that I wasn't doing well, but like, was I really killing it in the way that I wanted to kill it? And I was, I was just straddling the two businesses and I was actually probably negatively impacting GoFresh and negatively impacting Level Up Group. And, and I had this, this realization that I need to let it go. Like it, it, it's time to move on. And, and it was, it, the ego was preventing me from doing that, to be honest. Like I should have, I should have made that decision back in February when I, when I decided to step down as CEO, but I was like, nah, I can do both. I can do both. And I think that's where as entrepreneurs, we want to be like the best at everything, but like to be the best, you have to be fully in your lane. You can't be like, I mean, could you imagine driving down the freeway in between two lanes? You're going to crash, right? And that's the reality of entrepreneurship. If you're not fully in your lane, if you don't step into your own, you will never become the true version of yourself, the ultimate version of yourself and create that success that you're ultimately looking at. And there's going to be a lot of lane changes throughout your career, but you can't allow your ego to prevent you from making the changes that you need to make to get to where you want to go. And so that's really where it was, man. And it was hard, bro. Like I'll be, I'll be perfectly transparent. It was hard being at level up at the event and saying I'm the founder of GoFresh, even though I, I was technically the founder of GoFresh, but like knowing that like I was exiting this company and we didn't have the craziest exit, right? Like I'll, I'll be very transparent about that. It was, it was an exit and it was, it, it, you know, we made profit off of it, but ultimately it was like, I felt fake because I was no longer doing the thing that I had built. Billy GoFresh. I had become so much of that. And I'll, and I'll share this one quick story about this. It was a crazy change turning moment. So I had a landlord that was one of our landlords at one of our facilities. And the last day I was there, he's 79 years old. And he was a man, he was a sticker the whole time, bro. He was the worst landlord. And that day he came to me and he said, Hey, Billy, you know, like, I just wanted to talk to you for a couple of minutes. And I was just him and I, and I was like waiting for him to like, yell at me, I can't believe you're leaving. Like, ah, you know, and he said, look, Billy, I, you know, I, I was at church a couple of weeks ago and my pastor was talking to me and he said, Bud, I got a question for you. Do you, do you, cause his name's Bud. He's like, do you identify as Bud or Bud the broker? And he goes, fuck. He's oh, sorry. Sorry, pastor. And he's like, no, he's like, I, I know by that response who you identify as. You identify as Bud the broker. Do you know who Bud is? And he was like, I, I don't. All I know is being a, a real estate broker. All I know is not being able to go on vacations. And he shared with me that it had been over 20 years since he had went on his last vacation, 79 years old. And he said, Billy, I got one request of you. Don't be Bud the broker. He's like, go live your life. Go figure out what, what you need to do, where your true calling is. And it was like this moment that I was like, it, it gave me so much freedom, right? 
And like my ego was just fucking blasted away. And I felt so confident in moving to this next lane because I didn't need to be Billy Gofresh anymore. I needed to be Billy Anderson and be the best version of myself. Whatever that vehicle might look like, I didn't give a fuck what anybody thought. It was about stepping into the lane that I needed to be in and becoming the true version of myself and getting to know who I really was, not this facade of Billy Gofresh. Dude, you covered so many great points. Oh, dude, I, went, I went crazy on that one. <laughs> you, you covered so many great points. There's a few points I want to touch on, but like, actually there's like all the points that I want to touch on, <laughs> but <laughs> we'll touch on a few of them. Um, I think ego, especially when you're doing entrepreneurship or pursuing your own sort of creative passion, ego is such like a double-edged sword because it's one of those things where like you kind of need it for the confidence aspect so that you can be like, you know, I own this shit. Like I got, I got this, but then at the same time, ego is what holds us back because sometimes we're unwilling to be vulnerable to even our closest friends. Cause we, we want to have that facade of like, Hey man, like I'm killing it at business. Like we're doing great. When in reality, that may not be the case at all. And it's times like those where you have to learn to drop your ego and actually talk things out. And another point on ego is actually, uh, you talking to yourself. That was the other point that I wanted to touch on. That's such a huge game changer for you. If you're able to implement it, because you know, you always want to talk out, you always want to have someone else console with you. But at the end of the day, you are the only person that knows what you want, who you are and what you want to do. And so these questions that you have most of the time, it's not for someone else to answer it's for your, yourself to answer. So make sure to go back and listen to what Billy just said, because he covered all those points in a lot of detail, um, <laughs> which is amazing. And it's such, it's such, it's so cool to hear you explain how you came to that realization and how you're moving over into level up and level up group um, and kind of leaving behind the old identity of Billy Gofresh because, you know, for the longest time, I think before I even met you, right, you were Billy Gofresh. That was, that was, that was it. When we met, it was, I'm Billy Gofresh. And like yep. up until only recently, you're now the Billy Anderson. And that was, you know, that was a part of moving on from that identity. I was like, dude, I can't be Billy GoFresh on Instagram anymore. I have to like move into who I really am. And I don't need to be a, a, my brands. I need to be me. Like I am who I am. The brands are just, you know, facilitated by me, but I, I have to know me and I have to be me, man. And I mean, at the end of the day, dude, like what are we when this is all done? I'm not an Instagram name. I'm, I'm, I'm a human being. And I want to be, I want to, I want to know that when I'm laying on my bed, I don't have to get sad and, and, and dark here but like you know in my final days I want to remember the, the great things I don't want to remember like my ego and all this crap or oh yeah I made people happy like fuck that man I want to have great memories with the people that matter and I want to be happy in those memories I found that like I've been talking to a you know Derek Struggle and a few other entrepreneur friends and I think we've all been coming to that realization like all we really want to do is live a really cool life that we get to spend like we got to make really cool memories with cool friends. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so moving on to level up, right? Where did level up come from? Cause you're, it's, you're not only the founder of the level up group, you're also the co-founder of the level up society. So take me through kind of what level up is and, and why level up too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, very similar to, to brick by brick, right? Like you always have to be leveling up, right? There, there is never a day that I want to be the, on the same level, right? It's always like, how do I get to that next level? And, you know, at every level, there's new challenges. And so, you know, um, back in, let's see, 2017, I think it was December 13, 2017, I threw my first entrepreneurship event, actually 2018, excuse me. 
Um, so almost four years ago. Um, and the reason I did it was because I got so damn tired living where I'm at and people were like, you know, there's no, there's no cool events here. There's no cool events here. And I was like, fuck that. Like, I'm just gonna throw my own. And you know, the, the first event we threw was at one of our GoFreshes and it was called conversations about content. And my, my hopes were to inspire people to go out and create content for their businesses. And I wanted to share stories from other entrepreneurs locally that had used content to build their business. We had a gentleman who was a, um, a YouTuber that has built a brand around creating content called uh, The Photographer. And he's, he, he, he does like uh, unveilings of Canons and Sonys and all these crazy cameras, right? So he was probably the most uh, knowledgeable to speak on content, right? Because he actually creates content. But then we had a lady that owned a gym that had built an incredible brand around coaching and uh, wellness and, and health. Um, we had another good friend of mine who I think you might've met at Level Up 2021, uh, Fabian Saldivar, who yeah. runs FS Tax Services. And Fabian was doing this business part-time, but his Instagram was so on point with tax information. I mean, I still rely on it for, for up-to-date information. I love it. And you know, he had done that. And another friend of our, Val uh, Valentin, who uh, ran a successful barber barbershop chain, still owns it. And they, these guys had all built their brands on organic content, not paid advertising. Well, some of us had incorporated paid advertising. We really built it on the back of organic content. So I, I, I threw the first event to inspire people to, to put out content. I did a second one. And then a third one, which I believe you were at, right? You, you came down to Modesto for that one. Um, that was when we decided, I was like, I want something more. And I was sitting there with some of our team. And I said, man, I want to level up this event series. And one of them looked at me and was like, level up. Like, it's got to be level up. And so that's where, that's where it originally came. And then we're like, well, we want this to be a community. Like I mentioned earlier with the solar team, like when I was around that environment, that, that, those, that community of people, I was like, dude, this, this is what helped me level up and break through that next level. And so we said, we want to create a, like a society of people that want to level up together and together we'll push each other. You know, if I, if I'm not leveling up, I expect you to call me out, Derek, like, and vice versa. Like, Hey bro, like I see you slacking. Like, let's go, we got to do this. We got to do that. You know? And even right now, you know what I mean? This, this is all facilitated through, well, through Arte and, and, and level up. But like, I'm here because I want to help level up your podcast. And you know, I appreciate you letting me be on here. Cause this helps me level up and helps, you know, us help, help other people level up. It's all about helping more people be a part of this community where we are focused on leveling up. This is not about personal success. It's about as a community, we can help support each other and become more. And so that's really where Level Up Society came from. And, and that philosophy of leveling up just like stuck with me, just like brick by brick. I'm a, I'm a simplistic dude, man. Like I'm really not that smart. I'm really not that, <laughs> that good. I just fucking get after it every single damn day. I'm like, what do I have to do? Like, I mean, I get punched in the face. I'm like, all right, cool. I had to get punched in the face and learn how not to get punched in the face, right? And so it's always about just, you know, always what can I do to get to that next level? Brick by brick, same idea, you know, putting those daily actions in to get to that next level. And so that's really where the whole level up mindset came from and ultimately the level up society name. I love that. I love it. And I, you know, podcasting, it helps you. It helps me. It helps everyone who's listening, um, because it's, it's just so much value for both sides and everyone else. So it's like, I don't know. I'm actually not that great at, with English either, <laughs> but you know, um, so in order to help people level up more in their lives, let's talk a little bit about systems and how that can be implemented into our day-to-day -day lives in order to level up. Because I think for a lot of us, we always think about systems. We think about school systems. We think about uh, the systems within a business or fast food chain systems, but we never think about systems where it's, oh, if I do X, Y, Z in the morning, like this will lead to me feeling like X, 
uh, down the line in the like in the afternoon. How all of these different little things can actually be tracked and broken down into systems that we create in order to level up in our own lives. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I think systems are often like frowned upon. It seems like the boring stuff of entrepreneurship, but dude, that is that is it. That is why you're not breaking through to the next level is your systems, right? And, and even in, and not even just in business, but in life, right? Like you mentioned, like how I do something in the morning will lead to this result throughout the day, you know? And uh, one of the books that really changed the game for me was the Atomic Habit. And I suggest everybody go read that. I got like multiple copies right up here in my office because I love giving it out. And, you know, it, it, it's so simplistic because when I read it, there was a, a period he's like, you know, habit stacking. That was one of the terms he used. And he's like, you already have habits that you do, like you brush your teeth every day, right? Okay, cool. After you brush your teeth, what are you doing? Like, then what are you doing? And I started to look at that and it was like, the thing that really came, came full circle for me and how I implemented this in my business was, I just had to sit down and become aware of what I was already currently doing. So many people are trying to build a system within their business, but they have no freaking idea what they're currently doing. Like, it's not about reinventing your business. It's about understanding what you're currently doing, figuring out the flaws within your system, and then solving those problems throughout it. It's not this like revamping of your whole business because otherwise, I mean, building a system once your business is running is a very challenging aspect. But let's, like, let's break this down, map it out, and then figure out where the problems are now. So many people are, are frustrated with the big picture, but they're stressed about like what happens when they get to the, you know, th this bigger picture. But it's like, well, you, before you can even get there, you gotta start over here with this little, little thing, right? And so, you know, I'm huge on clarity. I, I posted a quote yesterday, clarity brings confidence, confidence brings high level execution. And ultimately why, why I say that is because the clearer you are with what you do on a daily basis as an individual, what you do on a daily basis as an entrepreneur or an organization is what is leading to the current results. Whether you like it or not, that is what it is. Right? If you're not producing enough results, map your day out. Figure out where in your day you're wasting time. Oh, shoot, I spent two hours on Instagram today. Okay, well, cut that down to an hour, implement something that's more cash flow positive or, or revenue generating and watch your revenue go up. But so many people are like busy, like, you know, organizing crap. Like, oh, I need to work on my project management system. Really? Is that what's wrong with your business or you don't have capital? Oh, that's because you're not freaking selling, you know? And so there's so many people that are like, looking at this like the big picture of things and it's important to look at the big picture but the reason that you're not getting the big picture those big wins is because of the little actions throughout the day that you're not you know investing into the right places and so when i look at a system it's it's always about saving yourself time energy and money and if you think about it like that then when you're going through and mapping out what you're doing how can i save myself time energy and money in this process and improve those areas and start to create more time more energy and more money. And it's, it, I hate to say it's as simple as that, but really it is that. And so if you're not willing to sit down and invest in mapping out your systems, your current personal, your, your, your family, your, um, cause I have, I have a wife now and I, you know, we have to look at our lives. Right. And, um, believe it or not, I'm back meal prepping because you know, we don't have a meal prep company anymore. So I gotta do some meal prepping. Like, you know, what day are we shopping? What day are we doing this? You know, the, the, everything is a system. And as boring and mundane as it seems to do the same thing over and over and over and over again, that's where success is truly created is in the mundane, not in the fucking fancy shit. You know what I mean? It's not about me going to a big meeting in LA or San Francisco. It's about the shit I do every single day that leads to those big meetings that allows me to close that big client. It's not 
just this big meeting came out of nowhere. It's my daily systems. It's my posting my content. It's me shooting the content. It's me, you know, doing outreach. It's me doing, you know, building network, building community, all these avenues that lead to the big closes in, in my business. And so many people are waiting for success to come. And if you just mapped out your current systems, you'll identify why you're not getting those big wins. And if you, if you go in there and look at the, you know, the time, energy, and money aspects, you'll see a ton of areas in there that you can produce more energy, more money, and more, more time. I love how everything goes back to the, like the micro level of things. Like everything kind of goes back to brick by brick in, yep. in that sort of idea. Um, I think that is so key in how you can start to transform your life into something that you're more proud of or in the direction that you want to see yourself going in. Um, and it's, it really is about understanding what the fuck you're doing right now. And so that you can understand where you need to change, what you need to switch, what you need to implement or, you know, switch, switch things up uh, in that way. Mm. Um, and I think another point for creating systems in your life is that, you know, when you talk about how success is built through the mundane, the daily tasks, it's so true because, you know, when you go into business, when you go into any sort of creative aspect, you're like, you know, this, the same thing that we talked about a little bit earlier, which is, you know, I'm hot shit. I'm, I'm all this, I'm all that, you know, as long as I, you know, read the books and I do X, Y, Z that this book told me I'm good. And I'm, I'm not focusing on the, the little things that I'm doing each day that really affect what the outcome is. And so for any, anyone that's listening, if you're trying to level up your life right now, start with what you're doing on a micro level and make sure you understand where your time is going, where your energy is going, where your money is going. And then you'll be able to either cut back on things that you're spending too much money, time or energy on. And I think it's another, just a quick point on that is we often find ourselves or claim ourselves to be extremely busy. And like, we're like, you know, we want to give ourselves a break. And that break usually comes in the form of Netflix or, you know, any one of those streaming oh. services. And I think it's important to break down how much time you spend on that streaming service, because sometimes it's not about like, oh, you know, I worked all day so I can watch one episode of Netflix. It becomes, oh, I worked all day. Here's I binged the entire afternoon and night, and now I got no time left to do anything else and I'm sleeping and I repeat the same thing tomorrow. So it's important to recognize how much time and energy and money again, that you're spending on each of these little things, even when you're talking about uh, taking a break from from your work. Absolutely, and, and you know, I'll, I'll say a couple of things. I, I think the importance of any system, especially in, in personal life, it's self awareness. And you mentioned this earlier with the, the questions, right? Like, so many people struggle with self awareness, and I think it's a lot of like us not having the willingness to actually do like self discovery. And I think self discovery leads to self awareness, but most people are so afraid to like dig deep onto like, well, why am I not? Like, it's easy to place the blame externally than it is to, you know, go internally and figure out why am I not doing what I want, getting what I want from life. And, you know, one of the biggest things for me, and I mean, you, you know, you, you know me well enough to know what I do every Sunday is like, I, I spend multiple hours planning. And I, I, I spoke at um, Andy Zamora's event a few months, or about a year back. And I, I'm, I'm probably butchering the amount of hours there is in the year, but you know, there's some ungodly amount of hours in the year, right? And, and then I had everybody raise their hand. And I said, who invested at one hour into planning? And there was probably like 20 people, 200 people in the room, 20 people said it. It's like, all right. And this was for the whole year, not every week, just the whole year. 
So I'm like, if you're telling me you won't even invest one hour into planning, you know, how you're going to be better over these, you know, whatever, 2000, 3000 hours of the year, like, what are you doing? You know? And so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, when I, when I invest every weekend, why I invest two or three hours every Sunday into my plan is so that I can create more time throughout the week. Because if I know when I walk in Monday morning, what exactly I need to do, the exact action steps, like Andy Versella talks about his power list. Like you don't need a hundred things on there. You need those five things that are going to move the needle forward. But so many people struggle with willing to sit down and figuring out what those five things are. Why do I have to do that every single day? Like, okay, what day do I have to call the clients? What day do I have to do this? What day do I have to pay bills? What day do I, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that are very boring in entrepreneurship. But like, if you don't map those things out, you're going to forget about them. You're going to fall behind, let alone being an entrepreneur typically means you have a team. So when you fail to plan out everything throughout the week, and you don't have to be a hundred percent detailed, you become better and better as you gain pattern recognition through what needs to actually happen and what moves the needles forward. But like when you're actually willing to invest those, even if it was an hour, 30 minutes, investing into figuring out what are the main key goals I have to create throughout the week. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you will see crazy results come into your life by just simply mapping it out. And so many people are unwilling to do that simple little action of just mapping out their week. So, you know, success is not difficult. It's in the simple, like I said, in the mundane things, the simple little actions. I'm not good. I'm really not that great. I have a college degree. I'm really very dumb. English is not a strong, you know, skill of mine. I, science, I wasn't good in. History, I wasn't good in. Like math was probably the one thing I was fairly good at, and I just screwed up how many hours are in the year. But you know, like ultimately, it, it, it's not about being great. It's about building systems within your life that create great results. Period. I think that's good, and I think oh, uh, something that you said actually popped up a different point in my head, which is I think a lot of people look at change as this scary thing and as this like really big thing that they need to do in order to make it happen and oh. it's it's not like that um because i know a lot of times I've, I've been in conversations where you know people want they're like you know i want to switch jobs i want to change careers i want to do this and do that but oh i don't have time and then i we break down their schedule and it turns out they have hours in a day and they're like oh no but like you know i need to spend so much more time on it when that's not the case, you only need to start and it has to be consistent, but you only need to start with one hour, half an hour a day on okay. something. Let's say you want to, you want to start a business, right? Start with half an hour a day, then start okay. an hour, then add on and add on and add on from there. You don't have to go, Oh my God, I'm going to start a business. Boom. Eight hours a day. Like I'm yeah. right out. I'm burnt out. It's over. Because yeah. like, I feel like that's where a lot of people are coming from where they're like, Oh no, I don't, I don't do planning because I feel like oh, but that's such a huge thing that I need to get done when it's in reality, it's not. Cause like, even for me, I, I spent, I spent about an hour or two, an hour to two hours on Sunday to plan out content for the week, content for next week, and usually review a bunch of my bunch of everything that has to do with business. But at the same time, I also spent about two to three hours meal prepping. So throughout the week, I spend no time cooking. All I do is I literally walk over to my kitchen and plop it in the microwave, two, three minutes, boom, I'm done and like spend no time. And so, you know, it's just, start, it's just allocating time in a different way so that I can save ample amounts of time throughout the week so that I can focus, I can work out more, I can do more, I can, I can even chill more if I want to, but typically I don't do that. <laughs> 
that, that's a great example. I love the meal prepping one because that really is like a perfect, like tangible example of like you spend a couple hours on Sunday prepping your meals for the week and look at how much time and money and energy it saves you because now you probably feel better. So you've got great energy. Boom. Like that's, that's, I love that example. I'm going to steal that. Yeah, you should. I mean, you came from a background of meal prep. <laughs> and I never used it. I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's so important because when you really break it down two to three hours on Sunday, right? Yeah. How long does it take for you to make an average meal? Maybe 30 minutes. And that's like fast, right? Yeah. Like 30 minutes, twice a day, 60, an hour a day, five is five hours plus cleaning depending and then like if you're calculating macros you got to calculate for each individual meal you know if you do it on sunday boom you cut the meal you cut cooking time in like more than half throughout the week and you have like set meals and you don't the i think the other thing about meal prepping is this is one thing that i wanted to talk about is um it doesn't have to be boring no i, I people people are like oh my god Derek, you know doesn't it suck eating the same two things every day? I'm like, honestly, it doesn't. But at the same time, all it takes for me, like all it really takes to change an, an item on the menu or like my, my menu is um, switching up like the protein, the vegetables, the sauce, like none of, none of it increases the amount of time that I'm spending. Cause I nope. would plop it in the kit or plop it in the oven or I plop it in uh, on the stove and it's it's the same thing you just cook slightly longer or slightly less but that that's it it doesn't have to be boring it doesn't have to be difficult but yeah i i'm surprised you haven't used that yet considering no i know that's it's a perfect example of of of, in essence uh, like how to plan like why you should plan right and and you know man like you know piggybacking on what you say like i'm I'm still a big health guy right because people always ask me how billy how do you have this energy two things one, I eat really good. And two, I'm very clear on what I want in life and, and how to get it. So when you're clear on like your big why and like how to get it, dude, it's energy is easy. Um, I don't drink that much caffeine. Like, I mean, I have, I have coffee every day, but it's just, it's just small glass. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, one thing that was always killing me when running go fast was people would come in and be like, oh, my trainer, I have to eat everything plain. Look, I did bodybuilding. I ate everything plain, right? It was it was challenging, right? But are you trying to become a bodybuilder? Like, what is the reason you're not, you're not getting the health that you want? Is it that you can't put a little, I'm going to tell you guys all my cheat, barbecue sauce on your, on your meal? Like, I put like a tablespoon, maybe two tablespoons if I'm really feeling wild, on almost every single meal, right? And it's not that much sugar. I use a low sugar um, barbecue sauce uh, or Kinder's barbecue sauce. is a huge shout out from Northern California. Love Kinder's barbecue sauce. But I put that on my meal. And I'm good. Little tapatio on some, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that boring. And like that little bit of sugar or that sodium that I'm putting in there isn't going to kill me, but it's going to prevent me. I have a horrible sweet tooth, especially after bodybuilding. It's going to prevent me from going to a donut shop or eating Skittles or eating Reese's or eating all the other crap. And that's what most people, like you said earlier, like they're, they're, they're like, oh, I don't have time to start entrepreneurship. I need more time. No, you need just those simple things that that will lead you to those results. And for me, you know, putting barbecue sauce on a couple of meals or some tapatio, that's what prevents me from eating bad. And that's what allows my energy to stay high. Yeah, it's a little bit of sugar. Yeah, but it's not that bad. Like, you know what I mean? That's not the reason that you can't lose weight. The reason you can't lose weight is because on Friday and Saturday nights, you go binge out at the local restaurant and you eat a big burger and fries and all this other crap, right? It's about finding balance in life. And, you know, when I look at like systems or anything, it's like about scaling them. 
right? And when I, look, when I look at my meal prepping, I need to be able to scale my meal prepping, meaning two, three, four, five years. I've been eating this way for almost eight and a half years. Actually, almost nine years, excuse me. And I'm not bored of it. Like literally, I freaking love ground turkey, man. You give me ground turkey, white rice, and broccoli, it's game over, man. Like, it's not it's difficult so to please me, right? You know? It's so but it's, it's about finding ways to create a healthy lifestyle. Like, same with the systems in your business. You can't have a crazy system. You're like, oh, I'm going to do a million dials this week. Okay, yeah, you might be able to do it for a day or a week, but can you scale that over a year? No, build habits that can scale with you over the course of time. I love that we started touching upon health because I think health, I mean, you've been doing it for so long and also you were, you were bodybuilding at one point back then as well. But like a lot of people are always asking, even me, like where my energy comes from. And I, all, all it is, is I, I make sure my health is in check. You know, I try right now I'm on 75 hard. So not, not as great, but like (laughs) when I'm not on 75 hard, my sleep is great too. And it's just like about getting these little things, right? Water, diet, sleep. I feel like I'm missing something, but like, it's, it's, it's literally just getting these few things, right. And then that changes the entire game. And like, you're listening to, if you're listening to the podcast right now and you're hearing like all this energy from Billy, he just gave you the secret. All it, like all it comes from, it doesn't come from chugging Red Bulls every day. It doesn't come from any like massive amounts of caffeine. It just comes from being healthy and then knowing his why. Yeah. And I think one thing to touch on for, for health, because you mentioned it, is like so many people are like, oh, you know, I need to eat the boring boiled chicken breast and a boiled broccoli, which is untrue. Uh, seasonings don't even really have calories. And if you don't dump an entire box of salt into your food, you're fine on sodium too. Um, And it's just crazy because you're allowed, health doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be suffering either. You don't have to suffer when you're doing this, uh, when you're trying to eat healthier, when you're trying to lose weight. The problem is when you do uh, take a cheat meal, you don't, you're not understanding how many calories that is. So like, just for example, because I'm sure you've had crumble. Oh yeah, unfortunately. They just opened one right by my house. Oh, it's death. It, it, I mean, it tastes really good, but each of those cookies is six, 700 calories. One cookie is six, 700 calories. A, a tablespoon of barbecue sauce at 25 calories will not do anything to you, but a 600, 700 calorie cookie, it might. That's, that's a third of your daily calories, depending on, depending on your size and your goals. But that's that's almost a third of your your daily calories just from a cookie. Yeah. That's not including everything else you got to eat for the rest of the day. <laughs> it's it's wild, man. Like it, it really is crazy. And you know what's funny is through this whole conversation, Derek, you and I have not used the one word that I absolutely hate: diet. Oh, yeah. we we talked about being healthy. Like it's not like losing weight isn't about dieting, right? Because I, I hate the word diet, diet because it has the word die in it. And it makes you feel like you're dying in it most of the time, right? Uh, I like to use the word live it. Like if you're going to, if you want to go on diet, it's like a live it. You know what I mean? Like I want you to feel like you're living. And it's not that difficult. You know, my wife and I enjoy going to get sushi. We enjoy going out and getting food. But we, we, we also will like watch what we're getting. If I'm going to have, I'm a big Moscow mule fan. I'm not a big Moscow mule fan, but that's like the one thing I do drink. <laughs> uh, okay. But I don't want to make it sound like I drink it regularly, right? But when I do go, I'll have that. But I also, like, when you came to the mastermind, the dinner we had at Skewers was like, 
you know, saffron rice, vegetables, chicken, like I love Mediterranean food, right? Cause it's, it's, it's pretty damn healthy, you know? And it's just about eating the right things. You can still enjoy living life. But like, you know, I went to crumble maybe a month and a half ago, two months ago. And dude, it was horrible. So I, I got two cookies because my wife's like, only get two. Like, do not get the four box. And I went back in. They gave me the two wrong cookies. And so the girl was like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to give you two more and you can keep those. And I was like, what am I going to do? So I came home and my wife was like, no, nah, we ain't doing this. Like, so we ate like our cookie that we wanted and we didn't even eat the whole one. And we threw them away. Like, was that a waste of money? Yeah. And I understand that like, you know, people want to conserve money, but like, Look, my habits, the, the, the choices that I have to make in life are way more important than like saving a couple of dollars on some cookies that I got for free anyways. Throw that away. Throw it away because then I get rid of the temptation. I didn't throw it in my garbage can in the kitchen because it's inside of a box. I might eat it. I opened the box, dumped it in my garbage can outside. Like, no way. I'm not going to go back in there the next morning and pick from it, you know. Um, and, and I think there are so many people that they lack that self-discipline, that self-control and goes back to that self-awareness. Like, you know, in the moment that you're like, oh, I'm not going to eat this tomorrow, but you know exactly what you're going to do tomorrow. You're going to eat that damn cookie, you know? And so get rid of it, get rid of the temptations. And we don't have a lot of crap around our house. We make sure that we keep the, the, the house stocked with good things, things that are going to make sure that we're not tempted, right? If you have, like, if you have no discipline, it's okay. Just don't put that crap in your house. You know what I mean? And like, it's just about preventing you from having the things that are, that, that are going to cause you to go off course, period. You know, what's crazy is I, I recently just read something. I, I don't remember if it was a post or if it was a, an article or something, but it was basically talking about how like um, one individual spends $200 uh, a month on a gym and a trainer to, to get fit. And someone else who's who's spending ten dollars on a, their gym membership is laughing at the guy who's spending two hundred dollars on theirs. Um, and the difference is that the the guy who's at the ten dollar gym, you know, they get free food, they get you know all these things. Their equipment isn't top notch, and they're overweight. They barely even go. And so, like, it's it's a reframe of the question of oh, is two hundred dollars worth it? It's uh, like, is that $190 worth being obese or overweight or unhealthy. It's, it's a completely reframing of the same question, but in a way where you, it's a different perspective on the questions that we normally ask in order to see the other side. Like for you, like, is that cookie is the, the, I don't even know how much it costs, but is that $3 maybe worth, you know, potentially setting yourself off into, you know, a, a sweets, uh, I don't even know the word for it. Sugar coma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Into a sugar coma or um, a sugar high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, is it is it worth it for that? So, and the answer is typically if you're un if you understand the way your body works and you understand what your goals are, um, normally the answer would be no. Then there are times where you're like, oh yeah, dude, like I'm, I just want to eat really bad today. Uh, and you'll have like cheat a cheat day, I guess, on your on your um on your meal plan. But at the end of the day, it's like really understanding where you are, what you're doing, and what your goals are, so that it's not just what it, so that it is only it's a controlled cheat essentially, yeah. and it's not something that goes completely overboard. Well, I, I think what you said there. Uh, I know this podcast is going long. I don't know how long you you oh. want to run for. <laughs> uh, I, I I'm here all night, man. My energy is good. Uh, 
you said it, you have, like listen to your body. It goes back to self-awareness. Like, are you listening to how you feel when you eat this? Like, I know if I eat bad on a Sunday, dude, my planning is going to be crap. Like, and I have to stop eating bad on Saturday. And then when I say eating bad, like I can't eat crumble after like nine o'clock. Cause the next morning I wake up and I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I'm just like not there. Like, my, like I want to do things. It's the same reason I don't go out and get like drunk on Saturday nights. Like, don't, don't worry, I'll go out and have some drinks. And like, if I, if I do go out for a friend's birthday or something, like best believe I'm stopping drinking by 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Cause I need to make sure I'm, I'm alive and I'm ready the next morning. Like, you know, it's, it's about what are your goals and like listening to how your body responds to these different things. Hey, if you can drink all night and wake up the next morning and feel great. Awesome. Like touche to you. But like, I think too many people are doing these things because it's fun or they're like the lack of discipline makes them want to do these things instead of going, okay, if I make this choice, how is it going to affect me tomorrow or impact me on these, these aspects? And when you can listen to your body and become self-aware, like, dude, I love oatmeal. I can't eat oatmeal. My body does not digest oatmeal, but I had to learn that. I hate bread and ice and fortunately my body hates it as well. Like, you know, but like when some people, my trainer says white rice um, is, is, is horrible for me. I have to eat brown rice, but I feel bad afterwards. Did you tell your trainer that? Oh no, because he only told like, well, you got to talk to him because if the trainer doesn't hear from you on like why your body feels a certain way after you eat a certain meal, then you're never going to create the goals, right? They, they're only working with you as much as you give them. And then I learned a lot of that through my old bodybuilding coach, Ariel Alberto, um, and uh, on Instagram cuts, you know, he's like, dude, tell me what's going on. Like, if you don't, it's not if you don't like the food, right? It's if your body's not responding, I think so many people lack self-awareness in business and life and especially in nutrition to go, how do I feel if I eat after this time? Like, I also can't eat after like 10 o'clock. Like if I eat a meal after 10 o'clock, dude, my sleep is bad. I, I have a very restless night's sleep. Well, what's that going to do? Impact my energy the next day, which will prevent me from being clear, being able to execute. Like, it's about understanding what leads you to the action or the, 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 the results that you want, period. I love that. I love everything that you just covered. And I think actually that was such a great way to kind of close things off for this episode. But um, before we close or before we officially end, what's, what's next? What's next in, in your life, in your business? Where are we going? What's the vision for your future? Yeah, man. Well, you know, I, I think this is the vehicle that I needed to build. Um, and I don't know if I want this to call it a vehicle. I, I used the terminology vehicle earlier. But the Level Up Group, you know, we, we created it to be a, a marketing powerhouse for, for you know, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, purebred entrepreneur, I, I, I believe. Um, while I, I love marketing, uh, every business needs marketing, right? And, you know, I, I, I love Gary Vee. Gary Vee is an you know, incredible entrepreneur, incredible marketer, right? And I've always loved the philosophy he had about building this vehicle that he or this machine that he could put his brands through and help. And so that's really what Level Up is. We're building a machine here for us to be able to launch internal brands for our agency, which we're, you know, we're already working on a couple internally uh, for me to be able to impact my friends my wife, my family members, you know, I'm working with my middle sister um, on her um, new course for her business. Um, she's a very successful business already, but now we're launching a course to help other people um, in, in, in her space. Uh, you know, I, I, that's what we're really building here is this machine. So uh, over the next, well, the remainder of my life, I don't think we'll ever get rid of Level Up Group. You'll see this continue to grow. Um, we want to help more entrepreneurs build their personal brands, help impact their, their business brand, help drive more sales. Uh, but, but if I'm, I'm saying where I'm going, ultimately, uh, you'll see a couple of new brands that we're going to be launching this year, uh, <clears throat> a couple of new service-based businesses that we're launching this year. Really, really excited about it. You know, being able to partner with some really good friends of mine on these projects. Um, we have a new agency that we're launching uh, 
specifically for one particular industry with a, a mutual friend of ours that I can't announce yet because it's not public. Um, and so we just have some really cool things. But, you know, I think I'm in this phase of my career where I'm really focused on impacting entrepreneurs. Um, and it's not to make money off of entrepreneurs, right? Ooh, like I can be the guy that provides the shovel to the gold miner kind of philosophy. Like I see there's massive need for these areas around entrepreneurship. And I want to provide those, those needs in the market for those entrepreneurs. And so that's what we're really created here. They're creating here. That's what we're really focused on developing here. We have a great organization. Um, I'm super excited about the team that we've been developing. Um, you know, I, I, I've been putting out content around uh, about being the general manager of your business. And I think that we're ultimately building that, that dynasty organization here. And I'm really excited about it because we have some cool brands that some of our team is launching. Obviously, you know, you know Zach Miller and with intention is, is something that we're helping him with. And then we have a, another member of our team, Gary, who is, uh, we were just strategizing earlier, his clothing brand he's launching. And then on top of it, um, you know, we have a couple other projects that some of our other team members are launching. And so it's really just creating this machine to impact the people that are around us, um, not only internally, but externally as well. So that's where, that's where we're heading right now. Dude, I love that. I think it's so respectable, like the mission of what your brand is and what your business is about. That's so respectable. And I, I love it. And I can't wait to see everything that you guys accomplish through the next, I mean, until... Well, until we're both gone, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, long journey ahead of us, Derek. And I'm excited <laughs> to be running with you, brother. Yeah. And so before we end, where can people find you? Uh, and do you have anything to close with as like a closing message? Yeah. So um, where they can find me, I'll start off. I'm a simplistic guy. I can only remember so many things at a time. Uh, so where they can find me, uh, Instagram is probably the best place I, I live at. I'm on TikTok as well, but it's uh, the Billy Anderson. Um, on Instagram, and I think it's the Billy Anderson underscore. I could, for some weird reason, I couldn't get the full Billy, the Billy Anderson on TikTok. Uh, but you can find me on both those platforms. I'm posting a lot on there. Uh, you'll see a ton of content coming out on all those. Uh, you can find us on the uh, the Level Up group as well as uh, the Level Up Society, um, and all those platforms are, are places that if you're an entrepreneur, you can find resources. Uh, we don't really sell uh, on any of our platforms. We're really about providing value and educating our community. Um, you can also check out my podcast, I'll deploy my podcast with the Level Up Your Life podcast. Um, you know, I'm always talking about much of what we just talked about today. I, you know, I don't get into too many business specific, but more mindset around business, mindset around life. Um, and so, yeah, so those are the places that you can find me. And then I, I think ultimately, um, you know, what I can close with is it's a bit of a mentality, man. Like, you know, everybody wants to level up. Everybody wants to break through these other levels. And, and I think this is why I simplified it back down to brick by brick. Like, I love the level up concept. So many people are like, yeah, I'm leveling up, bro. I'm going to be a billionaire. And it's like, well, we were so focused on leveling up that we forget about the daily habits. And so if I can, if I can tell anybody anything, if you can get one thing out of this whole podcast, I mean, shoot, if you made it an hour and 10 minutes into this, in this damn podcast, I hope you got a lot out of it. But, you know, it, it's about investing in the time to understand what are the things that I need to do on a daily basis to move the needle forward. Like, ask yourself that. Like, what can I do to move the needle forward? And understand what it means to move the needle forward. Is it getting organized? Like, I, And that was my biggest problem. Dude. I used to organize like a mother effort. Like, I'd be like, oh, we need to paint this. We need to buy this. We need to organize this. We need to get new binders for our manuals. None of that shit mattered. I had to get down to what is our problem? Is it training my team? Is it business? Is it content like figuring out the real thing that is preventing you from achieving your goals and i think if we can get down to the simplistic aspect of what moves the needle forward and then going out and taking those daily actions and doing brick by brick you're going to step back and 
two, three years down the road and go, damn, look at this empire I built right here through taking those daily actions every day of moving the needle forward. Hey, you know what? If you want to read a hundred pages of a book a day, awesome. But I, I read maybe three to five pages. I'm really, really bad reader. I'm so slow, so slow. So I'm, I'm not the guy that's going to go tell you, read a book a week. Fuck that. To be honest, you shouldn't be doing that. You need to constantly educate yourself. And so whether it be a podcast, reading little bits of a book, that's fine. But understanding what are the daily actions, right? We can be so personally developed that we forget about the actions that create the results that we need to. Look, I'm, I'm such a great, you know, personally developed person, but are you creating the actions that create the results that you want in your life? So when you can get down to what those are and what moves that needle forward and just focus on laying those bricks every single day. You're not laying fucking boulders, you're laying little bricks, man. And they may be Lego-sized bricks in the beginning, but you need to know what that brick is and make sure you're laying that on a daily basis. Such a powerful closing message. I love it. If you're not already following Billy, if you haven't already looked him up while you've been listening to this podcast, you need to go and follow him. You need to go and just be around his group, his network, and his energy because it's contagious. I, I can tell you firsthand from firsthand experience that when you are in a room or when you're anywhere near Billy, you will be inspired and you will be <clears throat> energized to go out and you will feel like you can conquer the world just by being around him. Um, but for today, that is all we have time for. Thank you so much, Billy, for sharing you your did. story and sharing all of the all of your knowledge on this episode. Um, and for all of you who are listening, thank you guys so much for listening. That's all we have time for today. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Boom. Boom.